The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial once upon a time internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2016, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hits ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. First up... When she was in the forest, she was bit by a snake and nearly died. Please welcome back our special guest, Brittany. That would be my luck. Hi, guys. Great to be back. (laughs) Next up, she made the ultimate deal to give up an offspring. It's Priscilla. I may or may not have one anyway, so it makes sense. (laughs) And, after helping the heroes, she got tossed into the River of Lost Souls. It's Katie Cat. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Okay, hey guys. Everybody gets dour ones this time. Jeez. Well, you have to with with an episode titled Devil's Do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, so uh, unfortunately, Ashley Michelle and uh, Ava Stark are not with us this week. I think they touched the water in the River of Lost Souls, so we're going to have to rescue them at some point. So hopefully they'll be back very soon. But we're all here and we're all excited to discuss the episode. So let's jump into our recap of episode 514, which was titled Devil's Do and aired March 20th. 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Hook's captivity takes a dark turn when Hades threatens to condemn him to the River of Lost Souls after Hook refuses to choose which three of his friends will have to remain in the underworld. Meanwhile, Gold is suddenly eager to help Emma, Snow, David, Regina, Robin, and Henry find Hook so he can return home to Belle, but in order to do so, he must find his ex-wife Mila in the underworld and ask for her help. In fairy tale and flashbacks, Rumpel and Mila face a life or death crisis concerning their son, Balefire, that forces Rumpel to make a deal that will haunt him. Dun, 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 dun. So let's get everyone's initial reaction to this Rumpel-centric episode. And let's start off with Priscilla. Oh my god. Favorite episode of the season. Oh my god. Between, like Hades is shaping up to be one of the best villains. And we're getting Rumpel back as kind of like a quasi-villain too. And to have the quasi-villain get schooled by the main one. Oh! 
Amazing. Perfect. Epic episode. Brittany? I have to agree. Um, even though Rumpel's not my favorite at the moment, it could always change, but... Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I will, I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the flashbacks this episode. I mean, it, I like this, like, what happened, what... Well, we'll get into that. But I just, I'm not a big fan of Rumpel and Mila's relationship. But um, I can see why they didn't work. But overall, the episode was really good. And I really liked um, uh, Emma and Mila coming face to face. That was probably one of my favorite things. <laughs> so overall, awesome episode. This second half is looking up like, like, oh, I'm sorry, looking amazing so far. Katie. I really did like this episode. At the first few minutes, like the first after the first commercial break, I was kind of bored a little bit. But then something happened, and like the entire episode picked up from there. And I was like, "What in the heck is going on? We're getting so much information, and things are happening." And it was it, oh, it was a it was a really good episode. And I'm pissed at a character right now. But I can't wait to see what happens. So, oh, it was good. It was really good. Ooh, can't wait to find out who. Well, I think we're all pissed <laughs> at the same character, but <laughs> we'll find out, I guess, later on. I enjoyed the episode as well. I was very worried about the flashback, but it did fit into the grand scheme of things. So, at the end of the episode, I approved. Hades, as, as has been mentioned, is proving himself to be a fantastic villain, and I am all here for it. I am loving it, and uh, I don't know, I just thought it was a really great episode. I keep on saying this, and I think we've all have said this since the start of this half of the season. Very season one, and I approve, because uh, season one was epic, so any type of flashback that sort of harkens back to season one, you know, definitely gets an A-plus in my book. So, another really great strong episode, even though I got pissed off a lot of times, and we'll be talking about our pissed offedness throughout this recap so let's get into it and uh, start off with a quick shout out to the opening title sequence which featured a man hanging in the red tinted forest which i thought was interesting and we'll find out more about that as we continue chatting so let's start off as we always do in the past and i want to ask the same question that i asked right before we were discussing the mid-season premiere, which was a Regina-centric flashback. When we found out that this was going to be a Rumpel-centric flashback, and not only a Rumpel-centric flashback, but a pre-Dark One Rumpel-centric flashback with Mila, what was everyone's initial thoughts? Were we excited? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I could agree. I, I, yeah, I've never been a fan of... Um... Of Mila and uh, and Rumble at all. I just I don't even know. Like I as bad as this, like I don't. Why the like hell did they get married? Yeah, that's yeah. what. I'm like, let us <laughs> show us how they fell in love. I mean, because it looked like there wasn't even any to like begin with marriage. Yeah, for, marriage. <laughs> well, that's a good marriage because, like, honestly, those two are awful together. They made awful children together, and they should just like never be together. <laughs> well, no, young Bill Fire was good. He just grew up into 
whatever Neil was. Sorry, listeners, but you can message Katie about it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm oh. turning messaging off. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so I think we all kind of agree because I'll be honest as well. Like, I was not looking forward to this because Mila was... It was a horrible character. And in the past, I mean, she was just. I don't know. There, there, I don't think there's really even a word to describe what Mila was. Selfish was, bitch. Well, there. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing like the pre-Darkwing Rumple, but not Mila. Like that was it. Just pre-Darkwing Rumple, and then Mila was there, and I was like, okay. I cool. heard Mila was coming back for this for this arc for like this part, and I was just kind of like, "Fuck, we really are going to hell." I don't want to see this. Like, I don't want to see Mila at all. Oh, what's about a time? The Mila edition. It turned it around. Like, I liked it. Yeah. All right now. So we start off the flashback with Rumpel and Mila doing what they do best, which is argue. And they're arguing in the forest. And there is a younger Balefire than we've ever seen. Because I don't think we've ever se- Did we see baby Balefire? Yes. Okay. So it's the youngest... Uh, where he's walking around Balefire that we've ever seen. It isn't the typical young Balefire that we've usually seen in uh, the flashbacks. And while Mila and Rumple are arguing, young Balefire is... He's got a net, so I guess he's catching bugs and that kind of stuff. And then he runs into something. Dragonflies, there you go. And he runs into something that catches his attention, and it is a snake, and... He does, I guess, what every young child that lives in the forest does. He puts his hand out, and the snake <laughs> bites him. <laughs> Dumbass. And and then Mila and Rumple, once they hear of uh, the biteage, come to see young Balefire, and Mila picks up a stick and whacks the snake. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. I will say, like, I thought it was funny as hell that. That he's like, like that, that. The first thing she told him was, "The only thing you're good for is watching our son," and that shit happens. <laughs> oh, like Rump- poor- past Rumple gets no love for Mila at all. Nope. <laughs> she is so cruel. Oh, she's so cruel to him. It, it seems like she's frustrated with him, and I feel like we don't get to see enough of why. She is. I'm not defending her because I don't like her at all. Haven't been able to sympathize with her at all. But I want to see why she's so annoyed with him. Really, I know. So, like, uh, give me a reason why you don't want to like be together. You know. But I, I just see her. I just see her being a bully. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't. Like, I've. Go ahead. No. No, I was just saying. Most of her comments are just so like unnecessarily rude and mean. I, I like I feel the exact same way you do but I had to have it explained by someone who actually likes Mila that they're just not really like good in a relationship and they tend to like lash out and bring out the absolute worst in each other and like the best thing would be for her to like leave or like in our in our like society like they'd get divorced obviously but like that's not the case in the Enchanted Forest, so she she's stuck with him. It's like being stuck with the person that you hate. 
So of course you're going to be a little snippy, but that that kind of takes it too far. She's really mean to him. It's like she just wants to punch him in the face or something. Doesn't doesn't yeah. she say in this episode that something about living with the person I've grown to hate? So mm-hmm. obviously she fell in love with him, and I'm kind of wondering how and why. Like, what the hell happened? Was it magic? Because I don't know how yeah, the hell he charmed her. I don't you see know? Rumple like pre Dark One Rumple having any swag. Like I just exactly. He he doesn't know how to mac on people. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Hey, come on, yeah. baby. <laughs> that, that, that is how you mac on people. Exactly. Come on, I baby. Mean, look at the way. Look at the way Captain Hook like moved in. You know, like when he just uh, met you Mila. You want to see what I can do with my good leg? Oh, 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 oh. Okay, we need to move on. What the hell can you do with one? Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna ask that question. <laughs> so moving it's time on. To move on. Moving on. We have a new magical mystical person by the name of Fendrake the Healer. Our uh, bickering twosome decide to head on over to Fendrake the Healer to see if there is an antidote to the snake that bit young Balefire. Turns out that the snake is an Atlantean rat snake i love when we learn of different lands through some of the creatures that are introduced in the series and uh, the uh, venom basically kills someone within 24 hours and uh, the antidote is very expensive 100 gold coins which mila and rumple are like we aren't even going to see that in our lifetime so mila has an idea and uh, she basically is forcing Rumple to come up with some sort of plan to steal the antidote from the healer because obviously you know they're never gonna see that money as they said in their lifetime what do we think of Mila sort of coercing Rumple to take things into like drastic measures and uh, because basically she's like, you know, murder the man. You know, murder the man for the poison. That's that her first a, instinct. Like, okay. That is an awful idea. Like, her first instinct is like, we're too cheap to get it, let's murder some people. I, I honestly thought she was going to, like, use it as, like, I don't know, a highwayman or something to, like, steal the money, which is still, like, better than killing a dude for it. And, or at the very least be like, pretend you're going to kill him and then just take it and run, like... <laughs> no, she's actually like, just go murder the person. And I don't know. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, I, no, I feel I... a little bit better about her because I'm trying my damnedest to give her the benefit of the doubt, but it's oh, really gosh. hard. Like, <laughs> and I'm trying to think, like, maybe had she said, like, let's both go kill him, like, I'll distract him, you go do it, or like something along those lines, like, they'd be working as a team and she, she'd have some excuse to, for being a terrible person, but. It wasn't. All she was doing was like, you're a coward. You're like, go, go, go kill this bitch. I don't yes, care. Go kill someone. If not, you're a coward. Yes. I, she's <laughs> awful. That was an awful thing to do. Yeah, I thought she was going to use Rumple as like a distraction because she knew he was a coward and wouldn't actually kill somebody. So I was like, maybe she's just trying to get him to go in there. And then like she'll run in there, get it and like run off or something. You know, she so would like, find an axe and chop him. Well, no, not actually kill the guy. Just use Rumple as a distraction in there, and she would yeah. get it and like run out. You know, wor- like Priscilla was saying, work as a team or use him without him knowing, 
And uh, oh, they I would, too. yeah, at least be a little bit. I thought she was a little bit smarter, you know, at least have or a good quality of her. Yeah. So, but she didn't. So I was like, oh, well, you're just a bitch. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> good grief. Well, uh, we're at our favorite tavern, one of the very few in the Enchanted Forest, and Mila's basically fluffing Rumple up. She's like, you know, you can do it. You have to do it. It's our child. You know, you can do it. You know, kill the man. And, you know, Bay only has a couple hours to live. She even kisses him, which is very awkward. And then he, like, leaves triumphantly, you know, ready to kill, although with still a lot of hesitation, the uh, healer. So... She ends up getting sort of accosted by a patron of the bar, and here we have our meet cute. We have Captain Killian cute. Jones, pirate, saving the day from a man that was trying to like, motorboat Mila or whatever the hell he was trying to do. And, uh, you know, they sit next to each other. There's instant sort of, uh, well, definitely attraction from him to her and then like she seems very piqued by him as well oh you're a pirate oh this that the other like oh and but then she's like oh and he's like you know i i stopped in this port all this time and whatever 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 but she's like i'm married and he's like oh, really and she's like i'm she, married no she didn't even say it like that which bugs the shit out of me she's like um well i have some responsibilities you see i have a son and uh, husband like i don't like <laughs> shit like you don't say that like like that's about like i like i want to cheat but maybe later like it's it's that, it's that sort of shit like no you don't phrase it that way not if you care about somebody uh mila again proving to be the worst <laughs> oh mila Any other thoughts on uh, Mila and Killian's meat cute? I think she's well, thirsty as fuck. Just saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame her. If, hook, if somebody like her came to me, I'd be like, yo, you know, like. Yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo. yo ho. <laughs> Let me be your yo ho ho. <laughs> he looked super hot in that flashback, too. Like, mm, okay. <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting that scene, though. So it was kind of nice to. To kind of get some answers to something from the, you know, first few seasons without expecting it. So, I like that. Yeah. It's true. Although, maybe I, it's just I, like we've seen him, like, be beat up all of this time that we're just like, oh my god, he's back to being attractive again? Yay! I would say, Killian all beat up is still, like, pretty sexy, I'm not gonna lie. It's very Fifty Shades of Hay. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, I know the flashbacks. Like, I they don't feel like filler. They don't feel like they're made up on the spot. Like it's like from the true like timeline of flashbacks. Like I really like this. Like, it just it's really cool. We had never seen her and Hook meet. We just knew they did, and she ran off with him. And now we saw it, and it makes sense. I believed it. Yeah, it kind of added uh, a little bit more understanding to their original 
sort of meetup from, well, the original meetup that we saw, because it was kind of weird how she just sort of dropped everything just to be with Hook. Yeah. We see that this was a gradual cheatation, for lack of a better word. Yeah. This happened Is that what uh, that was? Over time. Well, maybe I'll ask the question later, but it, did she run away right after that? Like, after they saved the sun? Uh, well, no, because Balefire was still a little youngish, so... Oh, okay. It she seems just kept as, eating him. That's it. Yeah. It seems oh. as yeah. if that's when... This inspired her to take the job at the tavern. Ah, okay. Okay. I got it. All right. Which, again, yeah. emotional cheating. Yeah. What the Which fuck? Which is the worst. Oh, the worst? <sighs> ah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is. Once you develop a bond with someone, True. that's that's a bit stronger than just physical sex or you know Brittany getting fluffed. That's true. <laughs> true. Hey man, when you fluff me, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, oh no, but no, you know it makes sense. No, I get, I got. I just never knew how they fell in love and if this was like just a random smart uh, spark. I'm sorry, and she just goes off with him, or you they thought it was a hit and run. Yeah, or they gradually fell in love, and sometimes I can believe it more when they gradually, you know, develop feelings. So, okay, I got it. Clear I up. can yeah. believe it when they gradually fall in love, but somehow she's a worse character now that I know yeah. that, like, yeah. it was, I like, totally not agree. a worse character, but a worse person. Like, you know what I mm -hmm. mean. Like, she's more fleshed out. She was doing this for years. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Damn. Okay, you can scratch that out, but yeah. Speaking of, the person, speaking of the person that got fluffed, we have Rumpel, the worst assassin ever created. He enters the tent of Fendrake and immediately starts making noises. And he's like, I see you! And, uh, are you stealing from me? And so then he's like, no, I'm gonna kill you! And he lifts <laughs> up his knife and he's ready to attack. And Fendrake is like, well, do it. And he's like, oh, I, I can't. <laughs> And he chickens out because he's a coward and all that kind of stuff. He probably doesn't even... He'll probably faint at the sight of blood at this point. And so instead of killing each other, they make tea. And they bond. And he's like, well, you know what? I can give you... Well, no, he asked him, you know, what is this for? You know, and he's like, that's for my child. He's my everything. And he's like, well, you can leave with the antidote. But he's like, I don't have anything. I just have a knife. And he's like, well, there will be a terrible price to pay. You know, more than gold. Oh, and his name is Mr. Gold. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe, I don't know. And so, and so he asked the question, you know, you want to make a deal? Or what do you know about deals? He's like, I don't know anything about deals. I'm like, oh, gosh. So on the freaking nose. But basically, he, he makes this deal with Fendrake so that he can get the poison. Were we surprised that Rumple didn't kill the man? No. Absolutely not. No. Uh-uh. Poor. I would have been Rumpel. surprised if he did kill him. Oh gosh. By chirping him. <laughs> yes, that's what I I'm Or maybe accidentally like killing that. him. Yeah. Yeah, and so and that's how his heart gets darkened for the first time. Yeah, that would have been cool. But no, he was he was literally a coward. And then you know what? They make him like extra coward. Like they emphasize on the coward, like Yeah, they really did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn. Like, how did this chick fall in love with this guy? What how was he before? Like I really I'm actually interested in that flashback or 
flashbacks. Like, I would like to see that. Please. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see it, but it, it would be an interesting flashback to see. Like, I wish they would have maybe done one more scene where we would have seen them, like, early on. And really then we could have flashed to them when they're, you know, bickering. Like, maybe yeah. even a wedding day. We, maybe we don't need to watch them fall in love, but maybe, like, hearing the vows and how they are around each other. Like, I don't know. Maybe a yeah. kid ruined them. I don't know. I <laughs> as just, as oh, poor Billfire. <laughs> I just want to see some good in him. Like, I, I want to see when he was good before. Like, to have a reason for me to remember, oh, this guy can be redeemed. Because so far I've seen him be a coward and an asshole and a glimmering of when he was good that just, like, shot away. Like, he's a great fleshed-out character, but I'd like to see more of, like, the good side as opposed to just, like, I'm bad and I'm going to keep screwing you over. Yeah, I know that there are tons of Rumple fans out there. We have one on the show. Unfortunately, Ava isn't here to discuss this Rumple episode. But one thing that I've never really understood about Rumple fans is how they can root for the character. I mean, I guess what you root for is, is his redemption and seeing him uh, get redeemed and evolve into a better person. But out of all we've seen of Rumple, I mean, there have been like very little teeny tiny itty bitty times where I can see myself maybe rooting and seeing that maybe he could change but for the most part I, I just can't root for Rumple. like whether he's cowardly weak Rumple or you know dark one powerful making deals and uh, shitting on people Rumple. <laughs> really shiny and juicy Rumple. that's that's the dark one Rumple for me yeah, that's the one you want to flush. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if it's like really rooting for him per se, but I know that when I saw the flashbacks of him and Belle, like, um, gradually falling in love, I think it was more I was rooting for Belle because I really wanted somebody good for her. Like, I really like her character, and she's always for, like, the good in people, and also she's, like, my favorite princess in the Disney movies, so... I I, really, I want her to um to have someone worth fighting for, and I think I thought we got our redemption story for him when he died to save his son. That was back in yeah, but right? then they fucked it up. Yeah, and and the the first half of the season they regressed his character, and that really makes me sad. I don't like it when you regress characters. It makes me sad, mm -hmm. and it makes me seem like they're never gonna change because it's gonna be a back and forth thing. So. If they do have redemption for him, I hope it sticks. So yeah, yeah hopefully it can happen. And now if I have not, if not, I'm I'm sort of starting to buy Ash's theory, which I don't typically buy Ash's theories, and, <laughs> and unfortunately she isn't here to you know get her uh, uh, pat on the shoulder. <laughs> but I really think that they either are going to redeem Rumple or he's going to die. I just want to say like we're not getting into it yet but i don't know how you come back from that no i totally agree and well let's get into it right now because uh 
Rumple returns with the vial, the antidote, and Mila's all happy. She's like, oh my god, you killed! I'm like, I'm so proud of you. You killed, baby, oh, you killed. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so they give the antidote to, to young Bay, and Rumple explains, you know, I didn't have to kill. He just gave it to me, and uh, and this, that, or the other. You know, I made a deal, and it's a really good deal, and we don't have to worry about anything. She's like, a deal? What kind of deal? And uh, he explains... Well, the deal is, is that I have to give up, our, you know, our second-born child. And she's like, what? And uh, he's like, yeah, well, don't worry about it. You know, we don't have to worry about that. We have Bay, and we're really happy and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, but you gave up our future. You gave up my future. You know, this, that, or the other, blah, blah, blah. And, well, let me pause right here, and let me just give my opinion. Like, you are, she's bitching about her future, but like you sent him to kill somebody. Like, what about Rumple's future? But that's a whole nother story, I guess, in Mila's <laughs> eyes. Bay wakes up and uh, he's fine, and Rumple's like, Bay can be the future that we need. And so then Mila, her face instantly changes, basically, and she's like, You know, well, thanks, you know, for deciding the rest of my little life for me. And are you that's when she decides. Uh, like Pardon? being so fucking mean to him. Like, are you really like having sex with this guy? I know, right? Like, yeah. well, they at least did, did she... it once. And did she? So, wait, wait, wait. And child? and to end the flashback, this is when she decides I'm gonna go head to the tavern. And so this is when I guess we assume she picked up her uh, taverness job. Yeah. It's uh, uh, again. I loved the sweet like the notion that like balefire can be enough for us because. So I don't know. Sometimes couples can't have like more than like one kid, or you can like adopt and stuff. Like so, it was nice to to hear him say that and how much he loves his son. But to have her be like, "Well, you didn't kill this guy, and now like I can't have kids with you," even though I really don't think I would have because I you disgust me. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like again, someone please make her like nice for me or like a rounded out character because oh, right now all I, I feel is just like you're you're a terrible person <laughs> I don't yeah I mean I understand that Rumple once again or well, Rumple took away something from her without even asking but like at the same time I'm like nine and a hundred percent certain that you did not even want to get another kid with him why are you so pissed off she just really annoys me. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. She really annoys me. <laughs> I feel sad because nice. in, um, in the DVD commentary, uh, Carlisle talks about uh, his but, uh, season one flashback episode with Mila. And he's like, it, it made me sad that so many people hated on her character without trying to understand her. And to have the actress come back as like Mila... Again, I, I kind of want to give her, like, the benefit of the doubt and have her be rounded out or something. Like, but no. Story, like, once upon a time, writers, you didn't give me that. Yeah. Don't make me not like her. Possibly what? not like her even more. Well, you know what could have been? Like, her, her redeeming quality could have been, like, the love of her son. It really could have. But, like, that absolutely went out the window when she ends up abandoning them. But we also see it here in the flashback. Where she's like, oh, okay, he's alive, okay, bye, I'm gonna go get drunk, or whatever. I was like, what? Your kid just literally, like, was on the brink of death, and you're just gonna leave him? Like, 
even if when I got a fever, like, my mom catered to me after I was, like, okay, you know, as a child. Like, what What are you? Why, how are you even a mother? I don't understand. She's a bad mom. Yeah. She, That's why I just... can't find anything redeeming about her. That could have been her saving grace. But it wasn't. I think it's all, like, I don't necessarily want to say that she's a bad person because of that. Because, like... I just want to say she's a bad person because a like she's not she's not being a mother to Bay, but somehow she's really angry that she couldn't be a mother to another kid. Like you, you need to stick to what you have right now. Like even if you had a chance to have another kid, you're you're wasting your your chance with Bay. You went and got drunk instead of taking care of him. Like that's not what a mom does. No. <laughs> Your priority should be your child, and she's just, like, so selfish. I don't know. I understand that she's pissed that Rumpel didn't even consult her about this, and it did deal with her, and I understand that, but, like, the way she handled it was so wrong. I wonder what she would have done, honestly, if, like, that, if if this world had been switched. Like she would have killed the guy. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, with her bare hands. Well, well, I was gonna say if we had to eliminate the fact that she could kill him, like eliminate <laughs> that factor, and like, okay, the only way to save your son is to sign this. I'm pretty fucking sure she would sign it. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. put it that way. But yeah, yeah exactly. away, you know, you sign this, you take away Rumple's second leg. Like, <laughs> like well, I. <laughs> it, 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 yes. <laughs> Isn't that what you do when you have a child? They kind of like yeah. you, you put them first. You exactly. you really do. That's why like now like today they're like you know when you're gonna have a child, are you gonna be okay? Are you financially stable? Are you gonna have time? You know, do you have a maid? Do you have you know? It's always like, are you ready for a child? <laughs> do you have a maid? Yeah. Are you, ready, are you ready to put yourself you know back just a little bit, not entirely, but balance your life to where your child comes first for like the next eighteen years or however many years they're gonna be with you and she's yeah, kind of exactly. like no but i want another kid anyway like uh. maybe <laughs> <laughs> but not with rumple so this doesn't even apply <laughs> i wonder had she had a kid like out of wedlock would it still apply or is it just like his i think it was next his child definitely yeah, his, I think it's his. What happened and if episode. it's his next child and the claws still had is that why he was like trying to get Ashley's kid like Cinderella's kid because then no, it's- I would oh, guess it'd have to be like a, a biological child yeah. didn't didn't oh well if, I guess when we go to the part we can talk about it but Hades says something to him about that doesn't he at the end of the episode yeah we, we'll discuss that can towards we, the end I think the whole Ashley thing was uh, because uh, it, they had a contract he, he was going to give the child to to someone else right she wasn't gonna. Know. She was trying to keep the child. So sh- and uh, we don't like, know why he wanted the child. Yeah, but that's my question. Why do all these people want little babies? Little babies. Because <laughs> they're pure and they want to eat the babies. <laughs> oh god. Oh lord. Here we go. Flashbacks. That's a throwback to our very first season with Zelina. Oh my god. Because why why does Zelina want Snow's baby? So the running joke, at least on the show, was that Zelina wanted to eat Snow's baby. Oh god. 
Oh my gosh. Cannibalism at its finest. So let's move into present day. Underbrook. Dun 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 dun. And we have Hades, and Hades is growing impatient with Hook. Because remember, Hook is supposed to pick three of his friends that are going to stay in the underworld forever. But Hook is like, no, I'm not picking anybody. And so Hades condemns him to the river of lost souls. And this, there's this whole fancy altery type of thing where uh, Hook gets chained up and hanged. And gradually... We don't really know how often, but the, the chain slowly starts going down and down and down until he finally is into the River of Lost Souls, and the River of Lost Souls is filled with souls that uh, have forgotten basically who they are and and, and um, you know, just sort of roam the River of Lost Souls. It's, it's almost a fate worse than death because you just lose who you are in this River of Lost Souls and, gets, and you get literally lost. So back at the pawn shop, Gold gets a message from his father, Peter Pan, and basically the point of the message is, here's this flute, blow into it, give me a call, and uh, I will appear, you know, when you're ready to make a deal, because Pan wants to return to the world of the living. <laughs> so uh, Rumple's in his shop to conjure up some magic, there's like eyeballs and a little twig, and a crystal ball, and in it... He sees Belle in the ball, and she's at Granny's, and we see Granny, and we see Grumpy, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Rumple, you know, gets all emotional, and he's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and then he drops the ball, and the crystal ball shatters and breaks on the ground. Before we found out what this meant at the end of the episode, what did we think this was about? Any sort of guesses at that point when you were watching it originally? Preggers. Like, I, I, I thought, like, there has to be a reason why Emma didn't say anything about Neil. We had talked, like, we talked about this before. So when he went to go, like, look at the crystal ball, we had already had, like, chats about, like, Regina and others trying to find people and under Brook because it's a big place so him using a crystal ball to find his son makes sense but to have like the crystal ball flash to Belle I'm like oh she's pregnant just because you're the dark one doesn't mean that you can't you have you don't have to use protection that like it was sealed to me like that when should they... be on billboards yep <laughs> But, but seriously, like, we had, like, that little, like, wink and a nod to them having sex and him leaving. And I'm like, they're totally setting up for a baby here because why else would, like, would we care? They they did that with Snow and Charming when they were late. trying to get Neil. And they did that with um, Regina and Robin when later it was revealed that Regina can't have kids. So, like, it's... They're always going to show something like this when, like, baby's on the way, it seems, and, like, I guess. Maybe, 
I, Hashtag babies on board. This could have been the way for us to like get back to rooting for Rumple, but again, I'm not rooting for Rumple. I'm rooting oh, for God. Belle. I want Belle to be okay and be happy, but now that she pregger, she's fucked. She's stuck with him. So he <laughs> Well, she got. Yeah. She got. Well, well, I mean, there's a saying, you know, that you don't need to be like the perfect wife or perfect girlfriend to be the perfect mother. You can still you can do that without somebody, but if we're going to have Rumble this guy needs to, to step it up, you know, so... Big time. Yeah. And stepping it up is what he did, at least in Underbrook, because he heads on over to visit our heroes. And he's like, okay, all of you, I just need one of you, so the rest of you can stay here. And he takes Emma, and he says that he knows uh, of someone that can help them out, because obviously Hades knows that they're there, and so he probably has set up all these barriers so that the living cannot enter into the prison that Meg had drawn them a map on how to enter. And so he's like, we're going to need someone that's dead because their sort of dead aura can cover us and we can enter if there is some sort of... Um, boundary or um, protection spell type of thing against the living entering Hades's um, dominion under Underbrook. And that person that they go and meet is, ready or not people, Mila, who uh, is a crossing guard in Underbrook, <laughs> and she's there to protect the children. And so, after some convincing from Rumple, he's like, hey, I'm alive, you're dead. But she's like, I need to protect the children. She's like, And he's like, well, they're dead, so come and help me. And That was that a the perfect like, response. Well, they're dead anyway. Like, you don't have to protect them. <laughs> also, dead children in Underbrook, that's fucking depressing. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. So sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't even. Wow, that, didn't even that. that didn't even pass my mind. Wow, I'm terrible. And then we have <laughs> the meeting that I think like, we've all been waiting for. Yes. Emma and Mila meet, <laughs> and basically Mila has like the line because she's like, "So you're with my ex-lover and my son." And she gives the biggest bitch face ever. I got, like, and Emma just kind of shrugs and she's like, yeah, I get that this family's fucked up. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. Uh, like, it, it's, uh, someone else had to point it out. I think one of my favorite moments was, was it season two or season three, where they meet Neil and she's, and Mar Mary Margaret's trying to catch up David. <laughs> on their family dynamic so to see it like brought up again is perfect i love it <laughs> i can't believe it actually they've been poking so they've been poking fun at the family tree so often in the past few seasons and it's really funny <laughs> i'm so glad that they did that <laughs> even though it was awkward it was really funny <laughs> So the trio head off into Emma's house, which it was nice to see Emma's house in Underbrook, right? Yes. 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 
And we find out that in Underbrook, Emma's home leads to Hades' underground lair area. I don't think we have an exact name for that area yet. And, uh, you know, it was like kind of like how they headed down when Excalibur was in the basement. That's basically where they had to go. There was a bit of, of a protection thing there, but all they had to do was hold hands and they could enter. That was kind of weird. You know, these things happen. <laughs> that was really weird and really convenient <laughs> that only two people can go through. And I was like, okay, okay, I see you. I see you. <laughs> make a merry little line of like everybody from the band and have like Regina make some pithy remark about how she hates holding people's hands. Yeah. It was just, it was just a really awkward like pair of, of people like together. Like, not that it was going to yeah. be, like, dramatic or, you know, anything. It was just awkward for a little bit, but it, it eases up. It was still weird. They all have to hold hands, like, oh, holding hands with my ex-wife, my ex-husband, my daughter-in-law, but also, I, so, it, I don't know. I don't know well, Who was in the middle? Was Rumpel? it Emma or was it Rumple? Rumple. Rumple. Okay, well, it could have been really awkward. That's true, that's true. She, I know, right? Yeah. And so they head on down, and basically Rumple's like, okay, well, you've done, done your job, Mila. But Mila's like, nope, I'm sticking around. <laughs> and so she wants to say something to Hook. And then Rumple has probably, like, the cruelest dig. He was like, you know, you think he's going to trade his blonde model for his dead for his dead one? That was awesome. Yeah, I liked it, too. Like, I don't even, I don't like Rumple nor Mila, but that was pretty sick. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, that was awesome. I was like, damn girl, you abandoned him and he's gonna keep roasting your ass, like uh, <laughs> Or maybe not even him, just I think I think he was genuinely mad that she left her son. So yeah. Fuck you, Mila. I was kidding. Uh, I love how like they they've both traded in for like a newer model. Like you're sure. married, you have a wife? Yes. <laughs> Oh, like, in all of this, I kind of almost want to say poor Mila, but, ah, like, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> all right, now, so they head on down on a boat through uh, the River of Lost Souls, and uh, they reach a dock, and Rumpel's like, well, I'm staying behind. And so the Mila's like, well, I'm going to stay behind, too. And Emma, if you hear me yelling... That means that Rumple is trying to steal the boat. And so Emma heads by herself. And uh, as I mentioned, there's like this weird uh, altar type of thing where uh, Hook is uh, hanging uh, via chains, which Brittany really loved. Um, mm -hmm. And Emma, she walks over in probably the least comfortable shoes, this little beam. And she gets to the center, and Hook, you know, keeps on, chains keep on lowering him, but she made it just in time to, like, grab him, and she unchained him, and, uh, you know, she saves the day. Dur -dur -dur -dur. While all that's going on, Mila and Rumple are having a bit of a heart to heart. Although, pause for half a second, because we didn't mention this. Um... Emma, before all this, like when they had just entered the cave, she tells Mila that she spoke to Neil. 
and uh, she tells Mila that her son is in a better place and that he's very happy and this is the other and this is the first person that we've seen that she's really shared this um, encounter that she had with Neil back in the mid-season premiere which I thought was interesting because like Rumple was there and he was almost like you didn't tell me bitch yeah that's true yeah, I, I feel I, like no one else really needed to know until like this moment, which was his mother, which is weird because it looked like she didn't give a fuck. But I mean, you know, story purposes. Uh, I think it's also tonight. because, you know, Rumple would have given her the are you high look and like everybody else in the in the boat would have like been kind of worried about her. I think Mila's the only one that really really like seemed desperate to know anything about her son and probably would have been like waiting in underbrook for a while for him so to know that to to know even a little bit that he's moved on like is comforting to her yeah yeah i agree yeah i like that point what do we think of uh, the conversation that rumple and mila had on the boat when they were by themselves I liked it. I think that mm -hmm. what's really cool about this uh, show sometimes, or any show, honestly, is when they bring back two, like, ex-flames or ex-lovers, and it's been a lot of time, and they can actually sit down and, like, be civil about stuff. They can have, like, a mutual understanding, and their mutual understanding is that they're parents. doesn't matter what they did to each other, but they're always going to have some, some kind of bond or... Uh, understanding because of their child and I liked the little conversation it was really simple a little sweet I guess even though Rumple like totally roasted her earlier she he was like you're gonna see our son again and when you do you know tell him I love him and she's like okay mm -hmm. you know like that... it was sweet and simple and and then made me like Mila now but it's probably because she's already like all aged and she has no hate in her or selfishness but yeah I liked it that gave me glimmerings of hope for a good Rumple, which is like... Yeah. But I will say, like, the biggest part of me, the part of me that hates me is like, ah, you're a crossing garden hell and you're waiting for someone that didn't even look for you. They just passed on to the other side and you've been waiting here forever like a dumbass. Nobody cares about you. Go away, Mila. <laughs> which made, like, the next part, like, all the more, like... Sweet. Priscilla is vicious. I love it. Yes. Oh yeah. I guess I don't. I don't hold grudges like Priscilla. I'm just kind of like. I think after doing time in the underworld, you kind of like learn to chill out and. Wait a minute. You people... did time in the underworld. Yeah. Do your time for the crime, but yeah, like... she, she's been there forever, and she's not the same person she was when she like got there, or was like in the living. So yeah. I can't, I can't so she's feel, been there a long time. Yeah, I can't feel I can't feel the way I feel about her in the flashbacks with, with the person in front of me right here in the present. She didn't like really show any sort of signs that she was the same person back then. I or love how it, in in Underbrook they tell you like when when you cross you either cross like, like to a good place or a bad place and she's like when I see Neil and I'm like you're you're assuming you're going to go to the good place? How do you know? That I is true, though. Eh. Uh, I, I, again, I try my damnest to be, like, equal, but I really do, like, despise her. So, like, everything bad that happens just, like, 
makes the like a little part of me very gleeful and happy. Wow. Oh, I'm, I I just not, I'm like the total opposite of that. I'm just kind of like I don't like her in the flashback. She's a huge bitch and she's selfish, but she's not that person anymore. So I think she deserves some peace. She's get she's been there too long. She hasn't known anything. She's never knew her son, and she has a lot of regrets. Like it's killing her more than like than us really. Like she's already. It's like the same thing when people uh, nag at you to do something. You already know what to do. Like it's already eating you up, and uh, that's all the punishment you need really. Regret. So I think she's okay. Like let her pass, but unfortunately, <laughs> she gets well, <laughs> she gets yeah. hashtag wrecked. Like for, for Brittany, there may be something there that wasn't there before. Aww. Aww. Well, speaking of their tender moment, it gets ruined by Hades, and I loved when um. Because Hades arrives, and he freezes Mila, and then all of a sudden, like, Rumple does what he knows best. He, like, pulls out his dagger, and then Hades is like, you know, put that squiggly thing away, <laughs> which I loved. Because it proves <laughs> that Hades is the one in power, and that Rumple is powerless with Hades there. Because we have to remember, Hades is a god. Like, this is not the average villain where we've seen villains in the past that sort of come and go via these mid-season arcs. And it seems as if the villain has all the power, but then all of a sudden, like, Rumple has all the power. You know what I'm saying? Like, they always do that thing where, in the beginning, it seemed like the Snow Queen had all the power, but then Rumple ended up getting all the power in the end of things. So this time... Hades has all the power. And basically, he tells Rumple, I want to make a deal. And Rumple's like, A deal? It's sort of like he's hypnotized, and like, you know, that's his trigger word. And he's like, A deal? A deal? And he starts like shaking all <laughs> because he loves that word. He's addicted to it. It's his crack. He is. <laughs> Let's continue on elsewhere in Storybrooke and catch up with what Regina's been doing. So she heads on over to Granny's, or Blindies, as we're calling it in Underbrook. And she's looking for the Blind Witch, because the Blind Witch knows all. She doesn't see all, but she knows all. And uh, there she finds Cruella. And we learn from Cruella that she is now the new mayor of Underbrook. And uh, Regina... Is, is like trying to find someone and Cruella's like well just use your magic and she's like yeah well and she's like oh okay it's not really working that well here in uh, the underworld and you know magic doesn't work the same way down here and uh, she, she basically Regina's like looking for someone that's in the underworld and she's asking Cruella for her help and Cruella explains a couple things about the graveyard and the gravestones if they're gravestone the tombstone is still erect and normal looking that means that the person is still there in the underworld if the tombstone is knocked over it means that they moved on to a better place and if the tombstone is cracked that means that they've moved on to a worse place so uh wait what were you gonna say katie <laughs> My favorite line from Cruella was, what was it? Happy person, Tippy Stone. <laughs> it was such a classic Cruella. I don't, she has the best one-liners. I just had to say that. Yeah, it's true. Like, 
Is it weird that a part of me is like bring her back only if, if only just to get her like like her pithy one liners? She she yeah. keeps up with Rumpel and she keeps up with um, Regina, both who have like some of like the best really sarcastic remarks. Mm-hmm, so exactly. Yeah, hopefully she comes back. Although I I wouldn't know how she's freaking evil, but I don't fun. know. <laughs> but man, I just that was that was a really funny line. Happy person Tippy Stone. <laughs> love I love Corella. <laughs> so with the help of Snow, Regina ends up finding uh, the tombstone that she was looking for, and it was for Granny. Yeah. No, it was for Daniel, who we found out his last name is Coulter, and he had a Tippy Stone, as Katie and Cruella said. That means Daniel has moved on to a better place. And there was a really nice scene with Regina and the tombstone where, uh, you know, Regina's basically like, I'm glad that you have found peace. I thought it was really sweet. What did we all think of uh, Regina communing with uh, Daniel's spirit, in a sense? Definitely necessary and beautiful. I liked it. Yeah, especially after that last episode we had with him where he came back and it was horrible and then she had to kill him again. And oh, it was a nice ending to his character and to like their love story, I guess you can say. It was nice for the viewers and for Regina, I'm sure. Good, good closure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they could have, they could have totally milked it and have him still there and then show up and have like a really weird thing with Robin Hood and, you know, <laughs> it, it being weird, even though I know she would totally choose Robin, but I like that they did it this way. He found peace and we're good to go. I, th- it was always going to be like, oh my gosh, you're an underbrook. Let's have like the battle of the exes and have them meet up and have like, the person in the middle be all awkward about it and no and I, I really appreciated that with Daniel because again like Katie said like he had a pretty brutal like coming back and he suffered and it, it's nice to hear that he moved on it and moved past it and like yeah was a good person Keep I couldn't down. agree more yeah all great points so while that's going on we have a meeting between the Dark One and uh, the Prince of Darkness himself. And uh, Hades basically tells Rumpel, he kind of cuts to the chase, and he's like, What I need you to do is I need you to wreck the boat, and uh, I need you to make sure that your friends or you know these living people have been messing up my realm stay down here and he's like if you do that i will uh, just whoosh you basically back to uh, storybrook so that you can be with uh, bell and rumple's like well you know you can wreck a boat why do you need me to do it and he's like no i mean i could do it but I want you to do it. And Rumpel isn't really seeing the big picture because it's it's like psychological warfare. Because, of course, Hades could do it, but then the heroes would hate Hades once they find out because you know they're going to end up finding out. So it's always worse when one of their own, you know, does something. You know what I'm saying? 
So <laughs> I kind of got why Hades was like, you need to do it. And uh, Rumple basically agrees to the deal, in a sense. And Rumple's like, but Mila, you know, Mila saw you. Like, what about that? And he's like, well, you can figure that out yourself. So uh, Rumple poofs back, and Mila gets unfrozen. And Mila's like, um, Hades was here. Like, what's going on? And then Rumple is like, whoosh to the boat, and it burns to a crisp. And he basically tells Mila, well, you know what? I am the man that I, you wanted me to be. And uh, she screams, Emma, and Rumple whooshes Mila into the river of lost souls. <laughs> yes. It, which is basically like forcing her to have uh, a fate worse than death in a sense because she's now she's a lost spirit and um, Emma and uh, beaten up hook sort of arrive at that moment and um, Rumple I guess chars his arm and he's like oh, it was Hades it was Hades Hades burned the boat and Hades tossed Mila and this all this kind of stuff and uh, for a moment, uh, Hook was like, Mila? Mila was here? And Emma's like, yeah, she helped us get to you. And uh, then, you know, he's like, Hades has a lot to answer for now. And then Rumple has, like, this h horrible, like, demonic-looking grin on his face. And he's like, indeed he does. So the death of Mila yet again. I will say... I'm kind of team Brittany. Woo! I know, right? <laughs> Brittany loves it when people agrees with her. Yeah. And I can't believe I'm 100% agreeing. And this is coming from a person, and I think Katie knows this because Katie's been on the show for the longest. I hate Mila. I dislike <laughs> Mila. When I found out that there's an actual thing called Mila's Militia, which <laughs> is people that support Mila, I was like, I cannot even believe this because why are they supporting this woman when she has been nothing but horrible? Because, oh, and they that... also call people who dislike her sexist, just so you know. What? Okay, well, apparently, <laughs> like, if you don't support okay. a wretched woman, it is sexist. What? So then I will be sexist. I will claim that with a, with a nice. Crown. I guess I guess I'm with you on that as well, even though I'm not. I'm an equal opportunity but, well, hater. I, uh, <laughs> I know. So, but, so, just to finish up <laughs> my point, the Mila in Underbrook, I sort of like. And if she would have been like this in the land of the living, she would have been such a much more likable person. Mm -hmm. But because she's been in the underworld for centuries, if you think about it, you know, as the age of Rumpelstiltskin, he's old. Uh, he's a couple centuries old. I can understand why the hardship of the underworld has changed her. I think all our characters are um, do have like redemption available to them. It depends on if they take it. Now, do I think Mila is a hundred percent redeemed? No, she did a lot of horrible things in the world of living. But there was a part of me that actually, and I'm surprised to say this because of my dislike for the character in all of her scenes when she's alive, I actually felt kind of bad 
that she was uh, sent down into uh, the river of lost souls and that she's a lost soul. So I felt a little bit of pity for Mila, and it made my dislike for Rumple grow even more. And your heart grew four sizes that day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I did feel, I felt a little bit bad for Mila, and I never thought I would ever say that. Like, you know, if you would have asked me when we started the show, will you ever say that Mila, you feel bad for Mila? I'd be like, fuck no. But I really <laughs> did. I felt a little bit bad for Mila, especially after she helped the heroes, because she didn't have to help them. She didn't have to get involved, but she did decide to help. And uh, all she got for it was a trip to the river of lost souls oh please she wasn't helping to be a good person because she's redeemed she did it because her hard candy was down there and like fucking hell like when she got pushed into there i was living i was like rumple you killed someone twice over and in supposedly like the most painful way possible like to have the heart crushed and to like be lost in the river of lost holes we're not going to have a fucking Hercules moment here where someone dives down to save her. Like, nobody cares enough. You're dead forever. And not only that, but she was talking about how her one true wish is to go and see Neil again and ask for forgiveness. And she's never going to be able to do that. And I'm like, ding dong, the witch is dead. Fuck yes. I have this happen. Well, fortunately, she'll never remember that that's what she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hate her, but I don't hate her as much as I hate Zelina, though. So, I don't think oh, I calling her a witch is... I just don't definitely agree. I disagree with Priscilla on, on all of that. But I feel... Uh, I, know, I, I don't think she was evil. I think she was a bitch, but she wasn't, like, evil. You know, like, she just was a bitch. And she... If they would have killed her like that when she was a bitch, well, I'd be like, well, okay. You know, I don't give a fuck. But here, this was pretty, this was pretty cruel. I'm not gonna lie. Like, why does someone like Rumble get to live when he's had redemption and fucked it up a lot of times, but yet he gets to stay alive and do more horrible shit, and he's gonna be a dad again? Like, what the fuck? That's where... I don't know how the fuck they're going to redeem him. Like, you're gonna have to pull some writing wizardry here, because what he did with Mila was a terrible thing. What he is doing to the... Like, the... The, the group going down to to Storybrooke to go save Huck is a terrible thing. He burned the boat. I, I, I don't know how you come back from that. Yep. I completely agree. If he if he ever dies, like, I'm not gonna... This is not a prediction, but I'm saying if he dies and he's not redeemed or is almost redeemed, I still don't think I'm gonna feel bad for him, but I am gonna feel bad for Belle. All my feelings, I think, are for Belle more than Rumple. I only like him when he's evil and juicy. In, that, in the flashback. Gosh, juicy. He, he looks juicy because he's all gold for, and green. <laughs> that's a terrible thing to feel for a character to only yeah. like them on the basis of, like, the person that they're with. Like, yeah. that's not, like, I don't like Regina because she's with Robin or Robin because she's with Regina. I like them individually as characters. And I was, I, I, I'm hoping for better for both yeah. of them. No, I agree. I did like Rumple. Before they fucked him up again, and I'm not, I, I, I want to have faith in the writers because they've done pretty good. Like Regina's probably like the best written character I've ever followed in a series. Like she's had the best redemption arc, and that's because I love Damon Salvatore from the Vampire Diaries. So if anyone knows what that, who that is, like you'll know my pain. You know me. 
So with Rumple, I, I I don't know, man. They gotta they gotta really win me over. Yeah. Yeah. In another part of town, we have Regina and Snow, and they're walking through town, and they see a uh, a horse that's lame. It seems as if the horse is in pain or could be dying or whatnot, and Regina finally can do some magic and she heals the horse the horse gets up and gallops away and regina's like you know my magic is back and she even does a a fireball i love regina but i don't really understand the point of that storyline remember her horse uh broke its legs and she took its heart that was the first heart same horse that was, isn't it? Like, that was the first uh, heart that she took to to cast the spell, but that wasn't who she loved the most. And that's what I thought they were referring to, like, to, to that horse. Like a symbolic type of thing? Uh-huh. Katie, you're our historian. Do you agree? Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo. Okay, the, okay. the jury has spoken. <laughs> but that's not the same horse, is it? As the one, as her horse? Yeah. Because, okay. like, wouldn't she have said, that's my horse? You know, I was trying to figure that out because I, okay. Uh, it looked at her face that she recognized the horse, but she never said anything. And it looked familiar, like, similar to her horse, but... She never said anything. I mean, I feel like it would make more sense if it was her horse because then um, it would ex- it would put a little bit more emphasis on why that helped her get her magic back or whatever. Or whatever. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, she didn't say anything. So is it just left up to the interpretation of the audience or what? Some people, well, I had yeah, read that interesting. Some, some people were saying that the that the horse represented her innocence when, um, I forgot what happened to the horse, but basically her helping the horse was like get getting some of the innocence back or the good back, even though she's already good. And then other people were just like, that was Daniel. And I was like, what? So I don't, what? I don't. Yeah. Some people were thinking that that was the horse was Daniel. Like, um, I don't know, like his spirit was there or something. I, I don't know. I read that. I wasn't sure it was it, it was true, but I think it's left for interpretation. But I think the horse does make more sense. I agree. No way so for I, the commentaries because this doesn't fucking make any sense. Like, yeah. it, well, even I, if, even if it's that, like, okay, does that mean like do animals go to like Underbrook? Yes, everything goes to Underbrook. Yes. Even the forks. All and the dogs night. go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but they put a lot of emphasis in, in Regina's flashbacks uh, in previous seasons of her, you know, riding the horse, her horse, and being the rider and stuff. So I, I'm gonna assume it's it has to do with that. It was probably her horse. Okay, I approve. I approve. Yay! 100%. Yay! So our heroes gather at Casa Emma Swan. And uh, they reunite with Emma and Hook and Rumple. Um, and um, Hook is basically like, it's your fault that all this shit happened because I heard that now you're the dark one and all this crap and, you know, I died for nothing. And But 
you did, you know, come down here and help rescue me and this out of the other. And so he's like, well, you have a stay of execution, but this isn't over. And uh, Regina arrives back and um, she's like, I got magic back. And they're like, well, we don't have a boat to get out of here, but we didn't have one anyway. So let's do this heart split. And we, they also, well, a footnote, everyone else finds out that Mila's now dead again. But uh, <laughs> there was a little line of it, and Rumpel's like, she made me the man who I am. <laughs> and so Regina tries to pull Emma's heart out to do the split, but she can't do it. You know, the same thing that happened when uh, Cora tried to steal Emma's heart. You know, the whole little barrier thing happens. Why? And so they head on. Mm-hmm. If they knew that this was the plan, why didn't they do a test run of this and see, like, uh, Emma, is your magic barriers shit still up? Like, can you give, can you volunteer and give up your heart? I don't know. It would have been really easy to do. I mean, she's done it before with, like, Belle and other, like, characters that she didn't give a shit about. She should have been able to do that with Emma. Well, I think she could have. The reason why it didn't work was because they head on over to the cemetery and they realize that there's gravestones for Regina, Snow, and Emma. So I'm guessing because they have gravestones, so they are now dead, for lack of a better word, that that's why her heart can't be ripped oh. out. If that's the case, then does that mean that Charming's half dead? Because yes. he shares a heart He's with He's starting Snow. to rot. <laughs> they may that be that they may like have like that plot hole and just like rush over it because because they can. But that would probably be the real thing that he is also stuck there. But I think there's a reason why they put all the women in there. Hades is sexist. No, I'm just kidding. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm getting Mila's like militia. Get on Hades. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think oh, there's my- a reason why he probably did that. And you know what? We've been talking about how Robin's a man purse. What the fuck has David been doing like the past two episodes? You know, we're going to see the guys have to come up with something and save their women. And you know what? I'm kind of okay with it. Not that they're a damsel in distress type of thing, but they literally can't do... They, they can't get out of there. So I want to see Charming the boys... never has good ideas. Well, yeah, that's... Well, well, Snow apparently can't keep track of people. So, I mean, you know... They, oh, gosh. <laughs> the best tracker like, track of people. Oh, that's so well, they left her to they left her to watch uh, Zelina, and look how that happened, you know? So, um, oh, that is true. I want to see the guys get together and come up with a plan. And just, I want to see more guys. We haven't seen them do smack. Like, seriously, they haven't done anything. Um, I kind of so, wonder whether Regina's going to do, like, the magic horsey thing and, like, make Hook hot again because like i was waiting for that actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like wave your hand fix him oh fix my god <laughs> emma can wave her hand too i don't know like uh, over his face or like wait isn't that kind of weird that it took regina like a couple of uh, episodes to like her magic to come back but emma was like poofing people like instantly when she was like she didn't have any problems in the underworld with her magic it might have been I have two theories about that. One, that it's psychological. And two, that Emma's been a dark one. And somehow the dark one's powers are okay and used there. That's why, like, Rumpel uses powers. And that's why Pan was just kind of like, you can get me out. 
that there's a select few okay. like, people that can still use the powers. And technically, like, an author can, too, if Cruella's right. Okay. I approve, Priscilla. Priscilla broke it down. <laughs> Speaking of breaking stuff down... Oh, gosh. So, Rumple's all triumphant and happy in front of Hades. He's like, you know what? I did what you asked. Please, uh, let me go back up into Storybrooke and be with my boo-thang. But Hades is like, uh-uh-uh. Because, uh, you know, you forgot to, like, tell me about a little footnote in this deal. You know, the deal isn't, uh, the same deal that we had before because things have changed. He's like, I found your crystal ball. I know what you were doing. You were looking for your son. But then all of a sudden, it showed Belle. So that means, even though she doesn't know it, but she is with child. And we have an additional flashback. Because we haven't discussed this flashback. A, uh... Now, dark oneified, uh, literary Rumple arrives back at the healer Fendrake's place, and uh, basically the point of the flashback is is that he ends up kill killing Fendrake, crushing his heart, to make the deal that uh, Rumple had with Fendrake null and void. Because he's like, you know, there's no deal if you're dead. So And I want to have sex is... with Cora and be able to have a child. Yep. Which well, I thought too. was so gross. And, and actually, Hades brings that up. Because uh, there was that weird... Yeah, that weird thing from a couple seasons ago where we saw the flashback where it seemed as if Rumpel and Cora were going to get their groove on. But that did not happen. And uh, he's oh, like, happened. well, Just... now... <laughs> I can cash that debt because uh, Fendrake was down here and when people are down here, everything belongs to me. And so I can cash in on this contract, which he showed him. And he's like, your second born child is mine. And uh, basically the only way that I won't cash in on this deal is... If you're my slave, basically, you have to do everything that I say. The person that does the most shit that starts up stuff because of loopholes and closets is stuck in his own loophole and closet and now has to be has to serve someone else again. Like I haven't loved this this much since Zelina had control of him, so fuck yes. Give me more of this. Hades is the best villain just because he he has no boundaries. Nothing. Like he He also has excited. actual power. Well, it, that just makes me think like didn't Rumple have power down there? Why the fuck didn't he like shoot him with a fireball or something or I don't know, defend or like if he really is a redeemed better person, why didn't he try his like deny the the deal that was going to be made at just... rumple fans you need to explain this to me mila fans you also need to explain like because i'm sitting here not being able to understand shit just enjoying the ride yeah it was good this episode made me hate rumple even more and i i don't know how he's going to be redeemed like i really don't understand i, I don't know how you can take a character that's done so much bad and you redeem him. So that's why I think I have to agree with Ash. Like, I think he's going to have to die. Like, I don't think 
he can be redeemed. Like, they had that moment of a couple of arcs ago where it seemed as if he was going to be redeemed. And then all of a sudden, bam, you know, last arc, he decides to become a dark one again. Like, how do you go yeah. from being the dark one to not being the dark one and trying to be redeemed as a hero till all of a sudden being a dark one and not only being a dark one but doing the exact same crap that you were doing before when you were the dark one when you supposedly have learned from your mistakes are you talking about frozen or are you talking about him being mega dark one now and having all the powers of the dark one and doing the same shit exactly Yes. Because <laughs> he's been bad after being good lots of times. He really has. And it's he annoying. And, and I like Robert Carlyle as an actor, but I'm like done with Rumble. Yeah. I'm through. Same. I'm not just done. I am like D-U-N done. Like, oh, I feel you. Beyond <laughs> done. So yep. long as he's not like boring toast man of a milk toast, like terrible person from Arthur when he's just like got a clean slate heart and this one he's actually like amusing and interesting to me because he's getting owned by other people or he's trying his best to like make deals in the underworld like at least if you're gonna have a terrible character entertain me with him so I like this I like the new plot twist this makes to the story although I kind of agree that the cycle is getting old and the only reason that this is like fresh for me is because of Robert Carlyle, like as a as an actor, pull like pulling all the stops to make him interesting and good, and that can only go so far. Yep. I I think I'm honestly done with uh with Rumple choosing power over love. Like I think we've seen countless times over this series that he keeps choosing power. He or or mm -hmm. or also he wants. He wants his cake and he, you know, like that, you know, that what's that saying? I can't think of the saying he right now. He wants his cake and eat it too. Yeah, that's exactly what he wanted. That's exactly what he got at the end of the first half of this season. He wants to be powerful and he wants to have Belle. But I still think either way, if it came down to it, he's still choosing power over Belle. And that's why she left him. Was it last still season? Think last he season, right? I still think Hook should have written Rumple's name on one of the slabs. It would have saved so much trouble. But see, Hook's not like him either. Hook has also a really good redemption arc. Although I will say, I don't think Hook was ever evil. I think he was just a pirate. He was just a criminal. I like to uh, separate, you know, criminal and evil. He killed someone for well, drinking his beer. Like I don't, I don't. He remember was this. kind of evilish when? with Cora. I don't remember. Oh yeah. No, when it when seemed like Cora wanted to bang him. Remember, <laughs> each one of the rings re represents like somebody that, that that he killed, and like he gave two stories about like awful things. Like one didn't call him like Captain Hook, and the other one like drank his <laughs> ale or some shit like that. And I'm just like, whoa! And you have to remember if you go back and watch the second season, he slaps Belle in the face when she's chained down. Like he does some really. Awful thing. I'm shocked you don't remember the chains. I don't remember how that that is unlike me. It's not me. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> who I am anymore. Okay, so then yes, Hook was a he was bad a guy. But he turned he he turned to out me, better. Yeah, to me he seemed kind of like if you're in my way, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Which you know is okay, but 
I think someone who wants to like actually torture you or they hate you or they want to, I think they're more, more like I guess Regina was more evil. I think in a sense like where when we see those flashbacks of Regina like randomly killing people or didn't she kill some groom at his wedding? Like that was pretty bad. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, but I but I won't gloss over the fact that Killian was also he was a pirate. He was bad. You need to associate pirate with criminal activity, and that includes killing. So. Yeah. But he has, he's had great redemption as well, and I think it started when he fell in love with Mila. I don't know if he was still as evil. I can't really recall at this moment. What? No. Was he? He, was, <laughs> he, he wasn't evil. Like, he, he got worse. Like That was, oh, like, ha! the start of the evil. Oh. It's no, all Mila's he was, fault. He was already evil. He started being evil as soon as his brother Liam died. Yeah. He got worse when Mila was alive. He got even worse when Mila died. Like... He's been a terrible person for a really long time. Like I, I love that. I think he's yeah. I think he's been triggered by things though. Like just like everyone in this series has been triggered by something. But I feel like Rumple. I don't know why he needs to be like that right now. He's had he has what everyone else has, and he's still choosing power, and that's going to be his downfall. If Ashley's correct with that theory, it's going to be his downfall, but like permanently. And I hope. That's Ain't that true. the truth? And no more underworlds. No more bringing people back to life, please. <laughs> well, damn. So let's get into the MVP of the episode, the most valuable player. Who you think was the character that stood out the most? And remember the rules. Keep it short and brief. And uh, you may not repeat a person that someone else has said. So uh, we will start off with Priscilla. Hades down pat just because he like at the very beginning when he's talking to Hug, he's just kind of like, I'm not mad at you. Well, I am mad like and and also like him bringing out like at the very end the deal against Rumpel like. Gosh, he manages to pull off these lines that could be corny on other people and actually make you kind of freaked out and scared. He really does remind me of Damien Dark from Arrow. Like, he does a really good job of being chilling, so... Snaps to you, ladies. You're my MVP. Nice. I loved his lines where he was like, you know, you as the Dark One brought me so many new customers <laughs> and then he was like you know regina you know she's done a good job too it was like fantastic I was but like, you've been it. at this longer and i need you to be back up there doing what you do <laughs> I love yeah it. it was really good Brittany, your mvp well for still soul mine i'll say hades but i i feel you i feel you um <laughs> I know why he's a favorite. He, I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. But for me, I'm going to have to go with uh, Corella for some reason. Only because I I think we're going to be getting more and more of her. You know, because she made that deal with Henry. Although Henry did not, you know, agree to it. It was kind of implied that he did. And I feel like her helping and sticking around, like, it's going to lead up to something. And uh, I'm actually... Her really... and Henry will become lovers. Oh. Damn. Well, that would be a twist. Spotted <laughs> author. No. That would be a twist. And I feel like, I feel like no. her... Hashtag spotted, uh, spotted author. Yeah, no. and I... Oh. 
And I feel like even though she made a small uh, cameo here, you know, talking to Regina and stuff, I feel like she's just going to be a big player later. And uh, I also like that she helped uh, Regina get some closure. And we needed that for Regina because Regina is Bay, So it was Corella for me. Okay. Katie's going to go last, so I'm going to go next. <laughs> okay. Aw, <laughs> oh, you're terrible. She was last week. I know, but week. we know, because I'm not going to pick the person Katie's going to say. So I already what? know who Katie's going to say. How do you even pick I'm going to pick... I'm no, gonna pick no. I, well, there are two people that, you're, that you could pick from. <laughs> okay, I'm you not go. even going to say it yet. Okay. But my choice is controversial. Say what you want to say. It's and let the words fall out. Oh my gosh. We can, we can say it because Ash isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I am going to choose, and forgive me for I have sinned, Mila. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. Okay. I feel you. Yeah, I... Hashtag, hashtag FML. I got Same. you. Ding, ding. She impressed me. In Underbrook, like she was horrible in in the flashbacks, and she reminded me of how horrible and and just what a wretched woman she was. But I really feel for her in. <laughs> I really felt for her in Underbrook, and even though maybe she didn't receive an actual redemption, redemptive arc. I just, I don't know, I was like, I, I couldn't believe how my feelings for the character really changed in Underbrook in the present day, and I really felt bad for her uh, outcome, and you know, she was trying to help these people, whether it was selfish or not, whether she just wanted to see Hook again or not, we don't know, but, you know, after having that conversation with Rumpel where she, like, basically poured her soul out and, and was like, you know what? The, the only thing that I really want is to see, see our child again, see Bellfire, and to apologize. And she doesn't even get that chance. So, uh, for all of that, Mila is my MVP. Katie? Okay, so since you obviously were wrong, because I was going to choose Mila, okay? So... Don't oh even my. pretend to know me. <laughs> so I had to choose somebody different. And I am going to choose Huck, actually, because... Okay, that was one of the two that I... I thought you were going to either pick Emma or Huck. Yeah, well, you left me no choice. <laughs> I apologize. Not really. <laughs> so, yes, you... Anyways. So, basically, I'm choosing Huck because... Uh, first of all, he did not given to Hades' deal and put himself in harm's way, which, dang, I don't know. I, my first thought would be put Rumpelstiltskin's name on one of those slabs at least, but he didn't even do that, so that was pretty amazing. And then he didn't kill Rumpel when he had the chance, so uh, that must have taken some restraint because I would be super pissed off at Rumpel and not have given him a second chance or tell, told him that we were even, like, heated. So, there you go. Kudos for being the bigger person, I guess. <laughs> yes. 
Katie. He was so close to the edge, too, that, like, they're gonna, like, feel so bad about not just pushing him into that river. Maybe the mm, other town. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, Katie, since I stole your MVP, <laughs> I do believe uh, that you do have some treats for the listeners, though, via some spoilers. I do. It's time to get a little spoilery. So let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is your official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash storybook weekly mirror and you can also visit my site at storybookmirror.tumblr.com as always we post all of the current spoilers as pretty much as soon as they come out so you'll definitely want to check that out so we don't have too much today but entertainment weekly did an article kind of talking a little bit about the pregnancy reveal and what's going to happen from here and they asked with a bundle of joy on the way, will Rumpel want to get rid of the Dark One powers? Or get rid of the Dark One? And the creator said, quite the opposite. So, what a surprise. <laughs> no way! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to give up that for a child. Uh. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, okay, another thing we got was the finale. The title... For the finale. Um, the title is An Untold Story and is written by Adam and Eddie, of course. So, we got some untold stories coming up, apparently, in the finale. It doesn't it doesn't really like hint to anything major, which is very interesting. So yeah. Um, as far as filming goes, there was just a little bit of filming. Um, they filmed a scene in Storybrooke with a big magical door in the middle of the street of Storybrooke. And Yay. Puck was there, Little John was there, Roland was there, some of the Merry Men were there, Merida was there, Selena was there, Snow and Charming, and everybody. Just everybody was there. And basically, what happened was it looked like that they were... Zelina was letting Roland and little John through the door, and they were saying goodbye to them. So, I don't know. Hint, um, hint, hint, at um, what we've been saying. <laughs> so there's that. Katie, um, are you ready for Ship Wars 2016? Nope. Batten down the hatches. <laughs> Putting it's the coming. Unit. <laughs> 2016. Um, so basically what people who were watching the filming thought they saw happen was, um, I can't remember if Zelina was in this mix, but Snow, Hook, and Charming got sucked into the portal through the door too. So, I don't know what's happening. This is the penultimate episode, so obviously if that's the last scene that was filmed for this episode, it's gonna leave off in a pretty interesting place. Um, but that's all we got filming wise. We also have, if you want to check it out, there's promotional photos and a press release and a sneak peek already out for next week's episode. Uh, the sneak peek is the sneak peek is super interesting. You're definitely gonna want to watch it if you don't mind seeing that before the episode airs. Um, but I'm just gonna read the press release real quick and then I'll get into like 
the last spoiler we have, which is a pretty big one. So, the press release is for next episode, which is titled The Brothers Jones. And it reads, Finally reunited, Hook and Emma must find a way to defeat Hades so fast that they can return to Storybrooke with Snow, David, Regina, Robin, Henry, and Gold. A surprise visit from Hook's departed brother, Liam, just might provide the lead they were looking for. Others who have tried to overthrow Hades spoke of a book that contained the key to his downfall. Tired of watching for the sidelines, Henry secretly takes matters into his own hands while the others search for the book. Meanwhile, Hades redoubles his efforts to trap the heroes in the underworld by playing them against one another. In flashbacks, the bond... Yay, psychological warfare. <laughs> Next, in flashbacks, the bond between the two young Jones brothers... I keep wanting to say Jonas brothers, but anyways. The two young no. brothers... <laughs> the two young Jones brothers is tested and strengthened on a merchant sh- ship heading into a dangerous storm. So lots is gonna gonna go down next episode basically so much um but yeah so that's all we have for the next episode but the big news that we got was there has been some casting news if you don't remember we went over two characters that would be appearing in the penultimate episode and the finale, and would overlap into the sixth season. Um, it was Jacob and Nathaniel, their brothers. They're kind of the older one, you know, is imposing, and he's mean, and he desires power. Um, and then the other brother is kind of um, meek and weak, and he's always in his brother's shadow. So the characters, to, or the people, the actors who will be playing them are Hank Harris and Sam Whitwer. So basically, Sam will be playing Jacob, who is the imposing brother, and Hank Harris will be playing Nathaniel, who is the weaker brother. And basically, they, the title of the article was that they'll be playing these characters for an apparent mental hospital arc. And what they wrote was, Harris will play Nathaniel, a meek and troubled patient at a mental institution who finds himself trapped under the thumb of its evil and overbearing warden, Jacob, who takes pleasure in tormenting his most disturbed and helpless patients. That just kind of reminds me of um, uh, Wonderland. Adventures in Wonderland. Yeah, see? That's yeah. Well, once upon a time in Wonderland. But that's, that that, but you know that's not going to happen. If any one of you like read the the interview that they had with um, the actor who played Will Scarlet, they didn't necessarily. It was very sad. Yeah, they didn't leave on the best terms. So I don't think I don't think it's going to be related. Well, no, it seemed as if it he did not enjoy the experience. It seemed as if from the article he had a good experience with. Adam and Eddie, but it seemed as if the powers that be did not necessarily want stuff to happen in a sense. Yeah, I don't. It was like a big mixed up, messed up situation. So I, it reminds me so much of the Wonderland arc, but I don't think they're going that route, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. This doesn't like tie to any specific fairy tale at all or Disney movie at all. I'm Not that kind I of. I'm kind of pulling for what Brittany said last time that it that it's the Brothers Grimm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. It yeah, makes them. But that sense. still doesn't make sense as to why one 
because it sounds as if like one is a patient and the other one is a doctor at the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's a twist on the brothers. Maybe they're not like getting along or, you know, something like that. Maybe. That's the only yeah. thing I come with. Other than that, I don't know where that storyline would go with any other characters. Maybe one of them yeah. is an author. And well, that's yeah, so, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe the one that's in the in the hospital that's being the patient is the one that's supposed to have it. And the, the older evil brother is like, no, it's mine. And he keeps him locked up. Like, I don't know. That's like just, you know, speculation. But that's what I yeah. think for now until we yeah. get more into the season and we can figure it out. Yeah. Because, I mean, they they do drop clues, but I haven't picked up anything specific. Only because, only this is the only reason why I say this with the Brothers Grimm, is because they are storytellers, like story, you yeah. know, they keep up with them, and the return of the of the pen with Corella coming back and saying that the pen is alive and all that stuff, so yeah, that's exactly. the only, you know, those are my hints for that. Yeah, exactly. How many more episodes do we have? Um, okay. A lot. So, so there's... So yeah, we we're not gonna find out any like detailed yeah. information until like sixth or seventh episode. So I wouldn't yeah. hold my breath. Yeah. On anything. Yeah. So we got something interesting coming up. Um. So that's it for the spoilers actually this week. Um. But we do have ratings for this past episode. Um. Unfortunately, it. it fell two tenths from last week's initial ratings to a 1.1 in the demographics, which is a series low. And it also had 3.54 million viewers, which is down from last week's 4.33 million. So it did take a dip, but um, there was also, I think, Passion Live was the big musical was on. Yeah, but that tanked. Did it? I didn't pay attention to the... It did not do well. It, it was didn't. not Grease Live numbers. No, well, obviously not. But it might have taken some audience away. Um, also, everything was down. I think Quantico even had like just a 1.0 in the demographics. So, I don't know. I don't. Uh, at least we have a season six in the bag, so it doesn't even matter at all at this point. Um. But it'll be interesting to see if it dips below that for next week's episode, which is on Easter. So, oh, that's well, gonna dip. That's yeah. gonna dip. Yeah. So well, we shall see what happens, but keep watching live and then watch on your DVR, watch on Hulu, watch on the ABC site, and you know, tweet about it, tweet positive things about the show and Facebook positive things about the show, just social media positive things and um yeah it counts so there you go it does you just have to make sure anything as far as dvr and uh, and that kind of thing you have to be a nielsen viewer so yes 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 for sure not for who if you're a nielsen person make sure you know you either watch live or watch dvr if you are not a nielsen person then you can do on demand abc.com and hulu and uh also tweet about the show when the show airs because that's the most important part because Mm -hmm. a lot of people like to tweet after and that kind of thing at least post a tweet or something like in your time zone 
when the show is actually airing because that helps as well because the Twitter ratings and trending and all that kind of stuff uh, they look into that as well yes they do mm-hmm. well on that note join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror visit the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download this episode and many more binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives you can download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Storybook Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybookweeklymirror. You can also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Radio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, guys. Good night. (laughs) Thanks for having me again. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybook Weekly Mirror. Good night, everyone.